Welcome to the intersection of faith and the culture. This is Wall Butters Live. We're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. My name's Rick Green. I'm a former Texas legislator and America's Constitution coach. Thrilled to serve here at Wall Butters with David and Tim Barton. David, of course, America's premier historian and our founder at Wall Butters. Tim Barton, national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Butters. You can learn more about all three of us at our website, wallbuilderslive.com. That's wallbuilderslive.com. Also, the place to find archives of the program. If you missed some shows over the last few weeks and months, there's a lot of gold there on that website. If you want to, you know, catch up on Good News Fridays, maybe you need to pick me up and hear some good news. Maybe a Foundations of Freedom Thursday program where we dive into your questions on foundational principles. Or maybe you just want to pick up uh, some of those interviews on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday that you might have missed. Lots of great folks in there. So check that out today at wallbuilderslive.com. We're going to go to our break a, a little earlier than normal, but we've got some great guests coming up on today's program. Some of the winners on uh, this uh, 20. 22 midterm election, uh, and and actually not just winners, they are leaders, and they are the type of folks we need more of. We had a couple of those yesterday on our program. We got two more today. You're going to enjoy this. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, our first guest. She'll be with us when we return here on Wobblers. This is Tim Barton from Wall Builders with another moment from American history. Many today wrongly claim our founding fathers were largely atheists, agnostics, and deists. Certainly some founders were less religious than others, but even they were not irreligious. Consider Benjamin Franklin, definitely one of the least religious among them, yet when the delegates at the Constitutional Convention hit an impasse in their deliberations, it was Franklin who called them to prayer, invoking numerous scriptures to make his point. As he reminded them, God governs in the affairs of men, And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? We have been assured in the sacred writings that except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. I firmly believe this. So even the least religious of America's founders urged public prayer and dependence on God. For more information about the faith of the founding fathers, go to wallbuilders.com. Welcome back to Wobblers. Thanks for staying with us. So excited to have Congresswoman Lauren Boebert back with us. Congresswoman, congrats on re-election, and thank you, thank you, thank you for all you're doing for us in Washington, D.C. Oh, thank you. It's an honor. Uh, I'm so excited that I get to serve uh, Colorado's third district for two more years. Well, a, a crazy race down to the wire. Had to wait uh, days and days and days and and uh, ultimately close enough to have a recount, but your opponent conceded, so it's it's over and done with, and you're you're headed back, and I uh, just got to ask you, you know, now that you're going in, you're no longer a freshman, you know, and, and uh, you know, you're going to be leading the next freshman class, hopefully being an example for them of how to stand up to the swamp. How excited are you that, that we've got new members that are like-minded and, and want to be conservative firebrands like yourself? Yes, we have a lot of great new members. We have Anna Paulina Luna from Florida. We have Eli Crane from Arizona. Uh, we, we have a lot of great folks that have come in in this freshman class, and I had the honor of um, of having them for a House Freedom Caucus pre-orientation um, that goes before the regular orientation that freshmen receive when uh, they are member-elect. And so we were able to 
have a very concentrated session of saying what things are really like in Washington, D.C., before the establishment gets a hold of them and says, hey, look, if you do the things that we tell you to do, you could have a really great career here. I don't think any of them came to Washington, D.C. for a career. And I don't think any of them like the way things are done in Washington, D.C. Frankly, America doesn't like the way things are done in Washington, D.C. So why come up there and do things the way they've always been done? So I'm, I'm very excited to lead them into this and to be in the majority. It's going to be very exciting to actually put the policies forward that I've been talking about for two years. And uh, and hopefully see those implemented. I, I love it. What a difference! And and of course, you'll be telling us that here in a couple of m- months, just how different it is in the majority and actually getting to enact a lot of these things, like you said, that you've been talking about. And speaking of the things you've been talking about, your book, My American Life, uh, fantastic. I mean, absolutely Thank fantastic. You. I was I was really impressed, Lauren. I mean, I, I've known you a little while, and 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 of course, I love uh, what you're doing and what you stand for. But getting to hear why you believe what you believe and and your mm-hmm. life story for it was really really encouraging i really encourage people to listen to it read it uh, whether you get it on audible or are you are you go read it it is absolutely the american story i mean it, this is what makes american values so great and the fact that you're now in congress representing those values uh i just think that's uh, more people need to know that and so they need to read your book so they know the details yes it was very exciting uh, writing the book Uh, I had a couple of months where I was on a lot of planes uh, traveling to Washington, D.C. right after my election. And so I wrote the bulk of the book then on airplanes and uh, and then added in a few little things during the editing process as uh, as time was going along serving. But but you're right. Living through tough times and difficult circumstances and even under uh, the Democrat policies that are still being pushed today, being stuck in that cycle of poverty and dependency, uh, it, it really um, shows me the, the, the just the stark contrast of um, of living under that and actually going out and producing a uh, a life to be proud of. I'm, I'm so grateful that I started working at 15 years old and earned that first paycheck that taught me that I could do a better job taking care of myself than government ever had. And I began to develop these conservative values and live them out. And I'm only in Congress because I want more people to experience the American dream. And I have four boys uh, who I don't want to live in a socialist nation. So I'm doing everything that I can to prevent America from becoming a socialist nation and uh, and keeping the American dream alive. So, you know, when when the establishment says, you know, this is the way we've always done things here, so this is how you do it, that doesn't settle with me because I want to make a difference and I want change. I, I'm not there to to be a congresswoman forever. I'm there to affect uh, a change and uh, and to make people's lives better. Uh, and, and so there's uh, just a special motivation in serving in the House of Representatives. It really made me appreciate why you're able to withstand the onslaught that 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 you're constantly bombarded with. You know, and James says, "Count it all joy when you experience various trials." I mean, that's where we get our perseverance, become perfect and complete, lacking in nothing, all that good stuff. And I and, and I thought about that as I was reading your book. I was like, this is why she can let that stuff roll off her back. Because when they attack you, it's not just it's not just catty. It's beyond catty. I mean, they are <laughs> vicious when they come after you. And yet you went through so many tough times, you know, literally from a young age. I, I wonder, would you agree with that? That was my assessment anyway, reading the book, that it, it God used it to make you tough, preparing you for what you're doing now. Absolutely. You know, there's nothing that God will allow you to go through that he hasn't given you the grace to overcome. And, uh, you know, Paul 
the Apostle Paul went through so many things. I mean, he was he was beaten with rods. Uh, he was shipwrecked and he was stoned and left for dead and he was imprisoned and we could go on and on and on. And, uh, you know, there was a point where he even cried out to God and, and said, there's a messenger from Satan sent to buffet me, a thorn in my side. And, you know, God didn't say, oh, Paul, I, I didn't realize you were going through all these trials and tribulation. I'm so sorry. I, I missed that. No, he, he simply said, my grace is sufficient. And Paul had a revelation in that and said, well, well, then I, I will I will rejoice in my weakness, because when I'm weak, you are strong. And, uh, you know, I, I was actually um, just encouraging some of my colleagues um, with a couple of scriptures from John 15, 16 and Ephesians 1, 4. Uh, in John 15, 16, uh, Jesus says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that I that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask in the Father in my name, he will give it to you. And so to, to think about that, that Jesus chose us. In Ephesians 4, it says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. That is just so encouraging. God had a plan for me, for all of us, for this time, and, uh, and he planned it before the foundation of the world. And so anything that comes our way he, he has already equipped us. He has called us and justified us and glorified us and given us the ability to come out of the other side victorious. We, we are more than conquerors and we are victors. And so to have this victim mentality when the left attacks me it is not something I ever consider. I, I am not defined by that. That is not where I get my, my worth from. Uh, I, I was purchased at a high price by the blood of Jesus, mm. and that is where um, I set my sights for, for, um, for my value. And so they could say all the things that they want, um, but I know that Jesus himself chose me for this time, as he has so many other people um, who are doing amazing things right now in this time. You just demonstrated what you know. What Karen and I, my, my wife and I, love so much about you. I mean, the scripture just flows from you, and and, and even at the the event at uh, at John Rich's house, when you're in a in a in a world that is uh, you know uh, um, not as you're not in a church, uh, and yet you were you were fearless. I mean, you you quoted scripture. You told so many stories that were so powerful, and it was just like. I mean that we we just love that about you, and I, and I wanted to ask you because I've been on shows with you, you know where we're both being interviewed and and, and the scripture comes out, but those are Christian shows or or, or or whatever, and and I I'm just impressed that you're still just as bold, but you're wise about how far to go with that. You know, David Barton always talks about thinking biblically, speaking secularly, and here's the question I'm ultimately getting to: How did you get to the point that the that the scripture did pour out of your heart and your mind? Like, how did you? learn those scriptures and and get immersed into God's word. Where was that that turning point in your life that you decided God's word is worthy of that much study mm-hmm. that you now have it just literally coming out and almost every time you talk about a subject? I, I'm so happy that you've asked this because <laughs> this is some of my favorite stuff. Um, <laughs> so I, I was actually born again at three years old, and um, I, you know I, it, was, it was interesting because uh, Sister Charlotte, uh, she had us there in a, in a Sunday school class, and she was telling us about Jesus coming and living in our heart. And, you know, we could, we could go and be with him in heaven when we're gone from this earth. And she said, come real close if you want to pray. And, you know, I, I was a little afraid to get close to her because Sister Charlotte had a mustache. <laughs> and, uh, and it kind of scared me. Um, don't worry, I'm 35 years old and battle my own mustache. You know, whatever a man sows, he shall reap. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, but, but we prayed this prayer, and she said, now Jesus lives in your heart, and you'll be with him in heaven someday. And I just had this thought, like, 
it must be so boring in there. Poor Jesus. Why would he want to live in such a small place? And and I really didn't know much more for the next 20 years of my life. Hmm. Um, I, I started to have children, my husband and I, and I, I had determined I wanted to raise them in church. Um, if nothing more than for a checkbox at the time, uh, you know, the good mom of the week, you know, I took my kids to church. Hmm. But when I started to go, revelation came to me. I, I began to read my Bible for the first time in my life. And I, I welcome the Holy Spirit in my life. And in John 14, 26, it says that the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance everything that Jesus has said. And I hold him to it. God says, test me. Mm. <laughs> test me in this. Um, you know, he's talking about tithes and, and offerings, but, but I test him in the word. And, and I said, no, Holy Spirit, you said that you would bring to remembrance everything that Jesus has said, all the promises of God, everything that belongs to me in Christ. And just meditating on that word each and every day, it's amazing how that word becomes life, and it applies to so many areas, every area of your life. It's not compartmentalized. Uh, it's meant to flow through every area of your life. And, uh, and so just being in church with a, a good pastor, uh, a good fellowship with the body, um, that has helped me grow so much. There was a season where I was ministering in the jail and before I went there, you know, I felt that I was unworthy um, to go and uh, uh, preach uh, the gospel. And I said, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. And my, my, my pastor pulled me aside and said, no, you, you have been called to the ministry of reconciliation. We all as Christians are called to this ministry of reconciliation. And ministry is simply service. You are called to serve others and to tell them that they have been reconciled to God, that God is not mad at them, that he's not angry with them, that he wants to bless them and he loves them and he sent his son for them. And, uh, you know, so I was able to go into the jail and minister to these women and really serve from my heart to them. And, uh, and it really just has become a part of my life. Uh, and I, I, I know that this is truth that I could stand on, that it is solid. And I even tell young folks when I meet them all throughout the country if there's two things that you do in your life, I want it to be read your Bible and read the Constitution, because if you know the truth, no one could ever deceive you with a lie. Oh, wow. Man, so good. So, so good. That's that's why we say to people, you want to save the country? Get in God's Word. Then you'll know truth, yeah. and you, you won't be you know deceived. You'll be able to repel the lie. And then, of course, as citizens in the Constitution, 100% spot on. Uh, Congresswoman, got to let you go. I, I, I just, I, I know you got a million things to do. I'm just thankful you gave us some time, and and just so thankful for where God has you, the example that you're setting, and the and the, just how tough you are. Uh, uh, that's why they hate you because the scripture comes out of you because you represent uh, so many good things. And and for every negative thing you hear out there, for every attack, just know there are millions of us that are not just cheering you on. We're praying for you. We're with you. And so God bless you, and may you be our representative in Washington, D.C. Thank you so much. Yes, that, that truth certainly is what makes us free, and, and that's why they hate it so much, because um, they, they hate the truth that, that enables freedom in our lives. Uh, and so that's something that I'm con happy to continue walking out and, and communicating and, and just watching freedom flow in this country. So good. That's Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. We are excited about another one of the victories from Election Night. Elias Coop Gonzalez, actually a Patriot Academy grad, and uh, just won a legislative race in West Virginia, uh, 20 years old, and headed in. Not, not, not a totally new thing for West Virginia. I think there was an 18-year-old that won a few years ago, and 
Um, I think it's great seeing the the next generation stepping up. So, uh, Elias, God bless you, brother, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking some time coming on the program. Share a little bit with us. Yep. Well, thanks for having me, Rick. You, you, you're 20, and you were asked to run. You didn't. You weren't mm-hmm. the one that said, "Hey, I want to run." They came to you and said, which is kind of what happened to me when I was 26. They were like, "Hey, it's a good time in your life to to do this. You should run." And I was like, "Wait a minute, I don't know." And uh, how how'd they convince you? To, <laughs> it's time. Yeah. Well, it it all just kind of came together uh, perfectly, and that's really why you know it was really God's timing, and that's why I give him uh, you know credit for this victory. He's the one that that put me in the position uh, to run and to win. And uh, he guided me all throughout the way, and he put the right people uh, there in my, in my path, even well before I ran, or you know, even knew that I was going to run. People like you, uh, people like Alex Mooney, our, our congressman in, in California, people like Warren Blackwell. But uh, when I when I came back to uh, West Virginia, I was I was visiting a little bit. I was working part time in in Virginia and uh, taking classes online. But the local Republican Party told me that. No one was going to file to run against this leftist. No one. This guy had been in there for four years, and I got, you know, pretty upset. I, I got genuinely, righteously angry about the fact that no one was going to stand up to this guy and and run. And he was basically get, he was just going to be able to vote himself in, and continue to support terrible policies and, uh, you know, pressure uh, schools to teach things uh, that they shouldn't be teaching. Uh, you know, telling students. Uh, what to think instead of how to think, and so and, and he wasn't yeah. a. Uh, this was not an unknown quantity. I mean, in, in other words, mm-hmm. he's had four years in the legislature of voting for that kind of stuff, crazy stuff. Oh yeah, CRT yeah, everything. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, he he supported an amendment which was open ended and would have allowed abortion until the ninth month. Uh, he was in favor of critical race theory. He was in favor of men and women sports, and uh, you know, just given how radical he is, I knew that I could win against him if I ran a proper campaign. So I, I, instead of looking around and, you know, um, being upset at everyone else for not running, I realized, well, how could I have someone else to do something that I'm not willing to do myself? You know, why am I angry at everyone else for not standing up? You know, I'm not standing up myself. So I went ahead and I I got the papers from the Secretary of State. I I filed the paperwork. And then at that moment, I I didn't really know uh, exactly where to start, but I had just good people. Uh, who surrounded me and, and guided me, and and uh, I worked hard through the primary. It was unopposed, and you know, thankfully, I was able to dedicate all that time just to the general election, and yeah, we won. Man, so I, I love the attitude, though. It's like it's the old thing about if you know, if, if not you, then who? And uh, and you looked around, nobody else is doing it. Instead of just complaining, hey, let's step up and and uh, and take care of business. Um, when you went into it, I mean, I know every time I talk to you throughout the campaign, you seem totally at peace. So you weren't you weren't stressed about it. It was like, you know, I'm gonna do the right thing. If I win, I win. If I if I don't, I don't. Uh, you seem to see it as a as a you know just doing your duty and leaving the results up to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. I I had sort of a it is what it is attitude, and uh, you know I, I do. I sincerely believe that the duty is ours and the results are God's. That's a, I, I believe that's a quote from John Adams. Am I correct? John Quincy Adams, yes. John Quincy Adams. Okay, so his son. Uh, but I, I learned that uh, quote from Warren Blackwell. Um, he's got, I don't know if, if you read uh, his 45 Laws of the Public Policy Process. Highly recommend anyone who who's involved in politics at any level, whether they're an elected official or they work for an elected official, um, or you know if, if you uh, support uh, certain groups that are involved in that area. 
read the 45 laws of the public policy process. Um, Man, I had them hanging on my wall for 30 years. No kidding you. I went wow. to the Leadership Institute when I was uh, younger than you, man. I was 19, and uh, and and absolutely, yeah. So I just echoing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you could get them for five bucks or something on Leadership Institute's website. They don't make any profit off of it, but uh, just very valuable tidbits of wisdom, and and they'll carry you through uh, the tough yeah. times. Yeah, man. So what now? You uh, you you're uh, I guess what do they say? Representative elect at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so you've got a, a, about a month and a half or so to prepare. Uh, what, what do you, what do you do in the meantime and, and what are you, um, aiming for in the session? What's kind of your, your personal goal for your first session? Sure. Well, for me personally, I'm still going to continue building on, on the foundation that you know, helped Patriot Academy helped, uh, uh, give me of you know, biblical citizenship and, and understanding the constitution and applying it correctly, uh, in the 21st century. Uh, but I'm also going to look more deeply into the technical aspects of my job, the rules, uh, the history, the things like that, and then just network with the other people who are very liberty-minded and, and freedom-oriented and really care about this country and want to make meaningful change. Our governor, um, he has already announced, I don't know the exact details yet, but he's announced that he wants to put forth legislation to lower the income tax with the overall objective of getting rid of it entirely, and that's something I'm particularly very excited about. Um, and then, of course, my number one priority, though, is I want to protect life uh, in, every, in every way that I can. Uh, I was endorsed by West Virginians for Life, and that's something that's uh, very near and dear to me and I care about. Um, so those are, those are the main things. Love it, man. That's good. Good priorities. Uh, we're expecting, uh, you know, just for God to bless you and give you favor in the session and, and with your colleagues and building the right relationships. It's, you know, elections are, are, are difficult. Governing is even harder. And mm-hmm. uh, I think you've got the right, uh, you know, temperature for it. And, and God's just really blessed you with the leadership skills necessary to be effective in that arena. So super excited for you, bro. I, I, and, and thank you for coming this summer and helping at Patriot Academy to mentor that next group that was coming up, even while you were in the middle of your campaign. That, that meant a lot to me. I, I just I really appreciate it. And, um, man, excited to, to see what happens in West Virginia. I, I think there's a lot of good stuff that can come out of there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was my honor to come back to Patriot Academy again. I'll come back anytime. And and by the way, great job at the big uh, dinner the other night. Uh, you were a hit. You and the other graduates. We had four of y'all on on stage, and I don't know how many people told me afterwards that you know, Rick, you should have just shut up and let them have the rest of the night. They were amazing. I mean, <laughs> it was such a blessing to hear y'all. And uh, mm-hmm. anyway, it was, we're going to nickname y'all the Fab Four. I think it was uh, it was a great <laughs> it was a great it was a great night, bro. Well, God bless you, man, and uh, just know our audience is praying for you, lifting you up, and and uh, just praying for favor. But uh, look forward to having you back in the middle of the session maybe come give us an update on what's going on there all right sure well appreciate it that's elias coop gonzalez new representative in west virginia stay with us folks we'll be right back on wobblers have you noticed the vacuum of leadership in america we're looking around for leaders of principle to step up and too often no one is there God is raising up a generation of young leaders with a passion for impacting the world around them. They're crying out for the mentorship and leadership training they need. Patriot Academy was created to meet that need. Patriot Academy graduates now serve in state capitals around America, in the halls of Congress, in business, in the film industry, in the pulpit, in every area of the culture. They're leading effectively and impacting the world around them. 
Patriot Academy is now expanding across the nation, and now's your chance to experience this life-changing week that trains champions to change the world. Visit PatriotAcademy.com for dates and locations. Our core program is still for young leaders, 16 to 25 years old, but we also now have a citizen track for adults. So visit the website today to learn more. Help us fill the void of leadership in America. Join us in training champions to change the world at PatriotAcademy.com. This is Tim Barton from Wall Builders with another moment from American history. Too often today, history education excludes great black heroes from the American founding, such as Lemuel Haynes. Haynes, abandoned as a baby, pioneered churches across Upper New England. He became the first black American to pastor a white congregation, to receive an honorary master's degree, and to be ordained by a mainstream Christian denomination, the Congregationalists. He was a soldier during the American Revolution, and in his churches on George Washington's birthday, he regularly preached sermons honoring George Washington. Even late in his life, he expressed his willingness to go back to battle if necessary to protect America, which he called a sacred ark. American history is filled with numerous examples of black heroes who are largely ignored by mainstream education today. For more information about Pastor Lemuel Haynes and other colonial patriots, go to wallbuilders.com. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here on Wall Builders. Thanks to, especially to our special guest today. Really cool to have Lauren Bobert with us. Uh, of course, a, a sophomore member of Congress, headed back for her second term. Going to be a great leader, especially for those freshman members, but frankly, someone that will push this thing the right direction. We need more like her, and uh, we need to be thinking about that even now for the 2024 election. It's one of the reasons it's so important for us to not ever, after an election, go, okay, work's done. We can give up. You know, No, price of freedom, eternal vigilance. You're always expected to fulfill your duty. We all have to do that. Until we're six feet under, folks, we've got a job to do. We never stop doing our part as biblical citizens and, of course, already thinking about candidates to support, candidates to recruit, people that you can you know, encourage to run for office for, for school board, city council, commissioner, state rep, uh, congresswoman, cong- you know, whatever. Uh, we, we need to be thinking about all of those, and it's so important to get more people like Lauren at the federal level, and of course, more people like Elias. We appreciate him being on with us as well at the state level. Uh, as you know, that's what Wobblers does. I mean, as we're out there training people. I have lost count at the number of people around the country that say I ran for office because I read David Barton's book on original intent, or because I heard Tim Barton speak, or because Rick, I came to your Patriot Academy program, whatever, whatever it is. They they are constantly getting motivated and excited because truth gets put in front of them. That's all we do here at Wobblers. We just bring the truth. We rebuild the walls by actually rebuilding the civics that has been lost for so many years, bringing back that education, teaching that truth, and then encouraging people to go out there and live that truth. You can do the same thing. You can be a catalyst for restoring biblical values and constitutional principles. Visit Wobblers today. Get some of those materials. Share them with your friends and family. You can use our very easy-to-use coach program by going to patriotacademy.com and clicking on the Constitution Coach link there and 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 it's free you get to, you get the classes for free you get to, you trained as a coach for free you host your classes for your friends and family for free and uh and you don't have to be an expert i mean you don't ever have to think oh i can't do that because i might get asked something i don't know listen i'm america's constitution coach i get asked stuff all the time that i don't know i start off every class saying i'm no guru i'm gonna be stumped i'm gonna you guys are gonna ask a question i don't know the answer to and i'll go do my homework look we're all in this together we're all fellow citizens wanting to make our nation better and pass the torch of freedom intact to the next generation. Do your part. Check it out today at PatriotAcademy.com. Sign up to be a coach. Go to wallbuilders.com today. Make a donation. That's a big way to help. Lives, fortunes, 
and Sacred Honor. We're nearing the end of the year. Make sure you're making those tax-deductible donations. It's a good investment in freedom. Thanks so much for listening to Walton. We stand undivided forever.